In our research studies, we bring in people because they want to get their diabetes better. They want to lose weight. They want to get their cholesterol down. They're here for some other reason. And one of the most common side effects, if I can put it that way, for men is erectile dysfunction is gone. And they're surprised by that. Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us in more than 130 countries around the world and healthy cities coast to coast in the U.S., New York, Los Angeles, and Nashville, Tennessee. We appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode one of season five, number 300 overall. What a number. And we are kicking off this new season, our 300th episode with a brand new sound. We wanted to freshen things up for you. But while the sound may be new, the nutrition knowledge, I promise you, is as solid as ever. And coaching us up today is Dr. Neil Barnard. Now, toward the final episode of season four, I was talking about people who can be a little bit hesitant to take meat and dairy out of their diet because, well, it's different from what they're used to. Now, that's understandable. Totally get that. So what Dr. Barnard will be doing today is helping us out, doing a little bit of hand-holding. So he is here with six ways that a plant-based diet can improve your health. I'll give you those ways right now. Talking about weight loss, more energy, better sexual function, hello, stronger immune system, less chance of cancer, of heart disease, diabetes, a bunch of the leading causes of death in the country, and also a longer life. So now you know what the six are, but how can one diet do all of that? Well, he has the science that has the answers as we kick off the new year and help you be a new you in 2022. Thanks for being here on the exam room, my friend. Hi there, Chuck. Happy New Year, first of all. Yeah, and Happy New Year right back at you. You know, it is the time of year. Everybody's got these New Year's resolutions, Dr. Barnard, and they're looking to improve their health, and they're looking for that one diet that is the magical solution for everything that life is throwing their way. And I'm not sure that there is a diet for everything life throws at you, but a plant-based diet is certainly among the healthier options. So today, I think it would be great if we could go over some of the, the bigger reasons why somebody might be adopting a plant-based diet. You ready to give us some of those? Let's jump in. All right. Number one is one, of course, that's near and dear to my heart and top of mind for so many people already mentioned it, talking about weight loss. What makes a plant-based diet one of the superior diets in terms of slimming down? Well, a couple of things. Um, the first thing is that the amount of weight that people lose is equal to or better than just about any other diet out there. In other words, if a person really wants to get the weight off, a plant-based diet is the way to do it. Secondly, you do it in a really easy way instead of starving yourself. You know what I'm talking about. The person says, all right, I've just got to go hungry. I got to cut out 30% of what I eat. You know, that gets old by about Wednesday. Um, instead, a plant-based diet uses high fiber foods that allow you to be full without counting calories, without limiting carbohydrate at all, eating a variety of foods. So it's a fun, really easy way to do it. But I have to say, I think one of the best things about it 
is that unlike every other diet where you lose the weight and then what happens, the weight starts coming back. And you know that yo-yo or kind of roller coaster where people are going up and down and up and down. And up. It stops that. It ends that. The weight becomes a one-way street. It's off. It's gone. And that allows you to really feel like I have succeeded at this. I can think about some other things right now. No, no kidding. But what, what is it about a plant-based diet? Do you think that really can cut that string on the yo-yo and finally keep that weight off for good? Well, part of it is you're not making a quantitative change. You're making a qualitative change. In other words, you're not just focusing on how tiny the portion is that you're going to eat. You're focusing on the healthiest possible foods. What do they do? It ends up helping your body to actually naturally uh, eat a few, a bit fewer calories without thinking about it. It increases your metabolism so that after every meal, you're actually burning calories a little bit faster. It's not a huge amount, but it's you get you get that metabolic edge. So you're burning calories more like you did when you're 16. You put that combination together, then the permanent weight loss is finally in your hands. All right. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I think somewhere in there you said that you don't necessarily have to worry about counting calories anymore. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out that there are other diets out there that said the exact same thing. But then by the time June rolls around, you've put all of those pounds back on. Not going to be the case here. No, not at all. In fact, we did a, a research study with women who were after the age of menopause. They had done every diet known to humanity. They felt frustrated and stuck because just what you said, Chuck, they had lost weight on other diets. It all came back and they thought this isn't going to work. So we used a low fat plant based diet. We didn't tell them how much to eat. They ate as much as they wanted to. Even without exercise, they lost weight and we tracked them for two and a half years. The weight never came back. Oh, that's so good to hear. Two and a half years, that's that's pretty good. And I, I I know for a fact that in other studies that we've done, we've kept in contact with a lot of the people uh, who have come through uh, the doors at the Physicians Committee, and uh, it's lasted a lot longer than two and a half years. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm proof of that. Didn't do the study, but uh, certainly it helps at uh, keeping that weight off for good. But you know what, Dr. Barnard, after you lose the weight, a funny thing happens, right? You get a little bit more of a spring in your step, pep in your step, as my dad would say. Uh, more energy comes with this diet. Is that just because you're pumped up because you've been losing weight or is there more to it? Well, that does happen. I mean, when you've lost that weight, it's like setting down luggage. So there is, you do feel better. You do have more energy, but there is actually more to it. Um, if you look at, at blood tests, the blood sugar is on a more even keel and that drives energy. And if your blood sugar is all over the map, it's going up, it's going down, that will sap your energy. The other thing, not to get too technical, but your blood viscosity, the thickness of, the, of your blood, if your blood is more like sludge, more like grease, it doesn't flow very well, it doesn't oxygenate the brain and you're gonna feel sleepy and tired. Uh, on a plant-based diet, the blood viscosity gets better. It, it, your blood flows much better. It oxygenates, oxygenates your, brain, your, your brain and your muscles. And so that's why athletes very often get a real boost when they do this too. Now, if your athletic endeavor might just mean getting to your car, getting to work, doing your, your shopping or whatever, you're going to notice that feeling there. If on the other hand, you're running marathons and triathlons, you'll definitely notice it. So that energy boost, great reason to go plant-based. 
All right. This is one of my favorite points that you and I have talked about through the years on the show. You're talking about blood viscosity. And yeah, that's an interesting term. Not a whole lot of people think about that. But just really quickly, if you could explain to us why what you eat really kind of controls how thick your blood is. And if you put that in terms of the motor oil in your car, it all starts to make sense. But that's a really interesting point. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, let's say it's Thanksgiving and a person eats... Um, uh, a lot of buttery foods. Uh, the, 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 the pumpkin pie was just filled with butter. I had gravy. Um, that fat gets into your blood and your blood was, was a watery solution before. Now with all the fat coming in, it's more like grease. It's, it's getting to be more and more like tar. And so your blood flow is not as good. It causes your blood pressure to rise. And it means that the, the blood's job, which is to bring oxygen to your muscles, to your brain, to all the parts of your body, not working so well anymore, you feel tired. So the reason that people fall asleep at two o'clock in the afternoon after Thanksgiving is all about their, their, the problem with blood flow. All right. So now you've got all of this energy, you've got extra energy. And what's the place that a lot of people like to burn off that energy? That would be in the bedroom, my friend. And there are studies that I know of that can uh, really point to the fact that adopting a plant-based diet, getting a lot of that junk food out of your diet, that can improve what happens in there. It's something we see all the time. Um, in our research studies, we bring in people because they want to get their diabetes better. They want to lose weight. They want to get their cholesterol down. They're, they're here for some other reason. And one of the most common side effects, if I can put it that way, uh, for men is erectile dysfunction is gone uh, for a great many of them. And they're surprised by that. Um, and I'm sure their partners are, are surprised too. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for it. One, of course, is you're less tired. A another reason is that you're not on so many medications. Medications can contribute to this. When you're on a healthy diet, you've got more energy, less need for medications. But there's another reason. And that is if you look at the blood vessels of the body, on a typical American diet, they are getting narrower. That's atherosclerosis. And on a plant-based diet, as Dr. Dean Ornish showed, those narrowed arteries actually open up again. Well, a coronary artery is rather small. Um, the arteries to a man's private parts are even smaller. And what that means is that's one of the first places where the arteries tend to get blocked off. And if you don't have good blood flow to their private parts, Nothing happens. You know what I mean? The, the male sexual anatomy was obviously devised on a Monday because things are going wrong with it all the time. But <laughs> it's a sort of a hydraulic system. You need good blood flow for it to do its thing. And if you've got narrowed arteries, the blood flow is just not there. Okay. Person goes on a plant-based diet. There's no cholesterol in the diet. There's no animal fat. The arteries start to open up. And within about a month or six weeks, they are open up enough that the blood flow is substantially higher than before. And the man notices it. Um, and it's uh, a reversal of erectile dysfunction. Very, very common. You know, it's really funny. I think that the majority of people, it wouldn't surprise me when they think about clogged arteries, they always think about the ones that are immediately surrounding the heart. They don't think about the fact that the arteries throughout the body in all places can get blocked up. And so I'm glad that you raised that point. Um, and also, I wanted to talk about an interview I did this past year with Dr. Robert Osfeld up in New York City. 
uh, really just phenomenal cardiologist. And he and I went down the list, Dr. Barnard, of the most popular foods in America. And he basically called them the erectile dysfunction all-stars because every single one of them on that top 10 contribute to erectile dysfunction. We're talking about hamburgers. We're talking about greasy pizza. We're talking about big heaping servings of, uh, servings of French fries, the fried chicken, all of that really contributes to a potential lack of performance in the bedroom. I'm sure that that doesn't really surprise you. No, it doesn't. And, you know, so many guys who go to the clinic and they get some Viagra, well, the Viagra will work, you know, for um, a few hours, um, your sexual potency will typically return <clears throat> in many cases. However, the erectile dysfunction is a sign that you've got narrowed arteries, not just to your private parts, but in your heart, in the arteries to the brain. And so Viagra isn't going to do anything for that. If a plant-based diet can tackle erectile dysfunction, that was the canary in the coal mine. It means that the, uh, the artery narrowings that you've got all over your body can get better too, and that can save your life. Let's talk about another big reason here that is top of mind, I'm sure, for so many people right now, and that is how can I boost my immune system? Top of mind because of the pandemic, Science has shown that a plant-based diet can really give your, your immune system an old pat on the back, a little boost there. Why is that? A couple of reasons. Um, partly it's what is in the diet. Um, a plant-based diet has lots of vegetables and fruits and so forth. And, and these have natural compounds in them that boost immunity. But the other part is what they don't have. A plant-based diet does not have a lot of grease. It doesn't have animal fat in it. The reason that matters is researchers have looked at the white blood cell. You know, coursing along in your, in your arteries and in your veins, you've got red blood cells carrying oxygen. Your white blood cells are kind of the, the army. They are there looking for viruses. They're looking for bacteria. And when they find them, they create antibodies to knock them out. And those white blood cells, they don't work very well in an oil slick. And researchers have taken blood samples. They have separated out the white blood cells, and they have looked at their ability to knock out viruses, knock out bacteria, knock out cancer cells. And the more grease there is in their environment, in the environment of the white blood cell, the poorer they work. So in the environment of your bloodstream, if there's a lot of greasy stuff coming in, your white blood cells aren't working so well. Now, this is true, has been shown for lots of conditions. When COVID arrived, it was clear that people who are on healthy plant-based diets were le at less risk of severe disease. In other words, their immune systems were better able to tackle the coronavirus. And we saw this with a couple of very large studies, one with more than a half a million participants. People on a more plant-based diet were much less likely, dramatically less likely to have severe COVID. And I put that down to a stronger immune system. So apart from COVID, seasonal colds, influenza, and even other reasons why you need an immune system. You need an immune system to recognize cancer cells that may arise. You want a strong immune system. Plant-based diet is a really important part of that. All right. You just mentioned uh, the immune system. You mentioned cancer. That's a big one. But also with that, it's not just cancer that a plant-based diet can be beneficial in preventing. We're seeing lower rates of diseases virtually across the board with all of these chronic conditions, right? The number one killer in the United States and frankly, most other countries is heart disease. A plant-based diet is the best prescription for a healthy heart. Why would that be? Because there's no cholesterol in plant foods. The cholesterol is in animal products. 
uh, the animal fat obviously is in animal products and avoiding animal fat means that your body has less natural tendency to make more cholesterol. So you're avoiding the cholesterol itself. You're avoiding the animal fat that would make cholesterol. That's phenomenal. Doesn't end there. Um, your, your diet is now high in fiber. That's the natural roughage in beans and vegetables and fruits and so forth. And that helps your body even eliminate the cholesterol that's in your body now. So all of these things can help to a degree, but heart disease is number one. Cancer is number two. There are not too many things that are more frightening than a cancer diagnosis. But when we look at breast cancer, when we look at prostate cancer, colorectal cancer, and other forms of the disease, plant-based diets reduce the risk that the cancer will occur. And when people have these forms of cancer, plant-based diets are often used to improve survival. And they do. And of course, there's a whole uh, long list of other conditions. Diabetes, our team has shown that a plant-based diet helps prevent it and can help reverse it when it's occurred. And maybe I got to tell you, the top of my list of things I don't ever want to have happen to me, Alzheimer's disease. When you get Alzheimer's, you lose everything. And there have been researchers in particularly the Chicago Health and Aging Project and other, other research studies that have shown that the more you get away from the animal fat and the unhealthy animal-based foods, the more you bring in the healthy plant-based foods, the lower your risk of Alzheimer's disease. Put this all together, you've got a great prescription for health. The body is still vulnerable, things can still happen, but this is our best shot at really living well. I really don't want to overstate this, but when we're talking about a lower rate of disease here, lowering your chance here, we're not talking about just dropping it by a percentage point or two. For a lot of these diseases we're talking about, we're talking about really significantly impacting your risk of getting these diseases. You mentioned breast cancer specifically. I remember speaking with Dr. Christy Funk, renowned breast cancer surgeon. I mean, she was so bullish on eating a plant-based diet. She was like, look, you know, an excess of 80% lower risk just by adopting that. That was her estimate here. That's, that's a high number, but I, I know that when you speak to other people who specializes in diseases such as Alzheimer's, they're throwing out similar statistics. Oh yeah, absolutely. You put it, you put it together. Um, you get away from the saturated fat. That's, that's the fat that's in dairy and secondly in meat. You get away from that. That, that step alone cuts your risk by about 50 to 70%. And then adding in the healthy plant-based foods, the, the vitamin E that's in nuts and seeds, the, the anthocyanins, this will not be on the test, that's it, that are in blueberries and grapes and other brightly colored um, uh, fruits. And also, frankly, lace up your sneakers. You put these things together and an 80% figure is, is reasonable for the uh, Alzheimer's prevention that we can see. Uh, take diabetes. Right now, about 14% of American adults have diabetes. If you look at the vegans, it's maybe about 2.9%, dramatically lower. And some of those are people who weren't vegan before. They went, they went that way to tackle their diabetes. When a person starts out on a completely plant-based diet, the likelihood of developing diabetes very, very low. Yeah. And again, just to hammer home that point, if a person does have diabetes or perhaps heart disease, those are two diagnoses that we've seen in a lot of cases can be fully reversed as well. They can. Now, don't cancel your doctor's appointment. Talk to your doctor about, uh, about your condition and have your doctor monitor you. But there is every reason to follow a plant-based diet and never a reason not to. So whatever other treatment you're, you're um, engaging in, you want to follow a completely plant-based diet. What does that mean? vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, 
and all the wonderful treasures that those foods turn into. And obviously medication has a place, but in terms of effectiveness, how does a dietary change compare to the more popular medicines that are being prescribed right now? Well, vitamin L, Lipitor, is a very popular drug because it, it lowers cholesterol and it does. But 90% of people on Lipitor don't need it. Or I should say they wouldn't need it if they were eating an optimal diet. They're, they're using the Lipitor to reduce the cholesterol that had been increased by the cheeseburgers and so forth that they were eating. All right. And of course, now you're talking about lower rates of disease. If you're not getting heart disease, you're not being diagnosed with cancer or Alzheimer's or any of those conditions we were just talking about. There's a pretty good chance you're also then going to be leading a longer life. Dr. Barnard, what does the data show in terms of how eating a plant-based diet might be able to get you a few more trips around the sun? Well, more than a few. Um, and in, in a couple of ways. One is we're going to greatly reduce premature death. I'm talking about people who, um, we all know folks who at age 50 or 55, they had a heart attack and they think, wait, wait, I'm way too young to go. Um, and there are people who die at that age or even, even younger. Same with colorectal cancer. We see these real tragedies early in life. A plant-based diet is a great way to reduce the risk that that will occur. But then when we see people who are a little bit further up in years, let's say we are preventing the heart disease, the cancers, the diabetes, and the serious weight problems that make everything else worse. Um, Dr. Gary Fraser and his team at Loma Linda University calculated that a healthy diet and lifestyle was good for about a decade of additional uh, years of life. So we'll take it. No doubt about it. And I think that it's also a really important point. I, one of the more fun points that I've learned along this particular journey doing the exam room is that it's a it's an overused phrase, but I'm going to use it anyway. Genes do not have to be your destiny. You put all of these tools that we've been talking about today into practice. Um, how much control do you then gain over your genetics? Is there a ratio there? Is it, I think I've heard it of like 80, 20 or something like that. That's reasonable. Um, there, are, there are sort of two different categories of genes, um, or at least the way I think of it. Uh, there are some genes that are dictators, the genes that say blue eyes or brown hair. If that's what they say, that's what's going to happen. You can't argue with them. But most genes, like the genes, there are genes associated with diabetes, genes associated with Alzheimer's, genes associated with, with heart disease, but they're not dictators. They're not giving orders those genes are more like committees. They make suggestions. In other words, you could get diabetes if you eat a typical American diet. But let's say you say, wait a minute, I don't want to eat that way. I'm going to change what I eat. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat, live a healthy uh, lifestyle. Can you keep those genes from expressing themselves? Absolutely. And when it came to Alzheimer's disease, researchers looked at people who made diet changes, who followed healthier diets and found that even those who had the genes for Alzheimer's disease, they cut their risk by about 80%, uh, 80% for the memory problems that hit people in older age. So again, we wanna put everything uh, to use to see if we can keep ourselves healthy and it works phenomenally. All right, so now let's say somebody's watching this, they're hearing this today and they're saying, well, hey, I wanna lose weight. I want more energy. I definitely want to perform better in the bedroom. I would love to get sick less often. I would love to lower my chance of getting all kinds of diseases and I want to live longer. So they wanna put all of this into practice, but then they think to themselves, well, wait a minute, 
I'm already in my 60s or maybe I'm already 70. It's it's too late for me. What would your message be to that person? Okay, it is never too late. Um, and I learned this many years ago when we were doing our diabetes studies and we brought in people who had had diabetes on average for maybe four or five years, they would get better. Um, in many cases, they would reduce their medications, sometimes get off them completely. Sometimes all uh, signs of the disease were gone. And then we looked at people who'd had diabetes for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And we started examining people who were having the complications of the disease. I'm talking about neuropathy where they're, where it's attacking their nerves and they have terrible pain. Even in those cases, we see improvements. When Dr. Dean Ornish 30 years ago showed that a plant-based diet as part of a healthy lifestyle could reverse heart disease, reopening those arteries and helping people to conquer their chest pain and feel great again, it turned out that age was not an issue. Age was not a barrier. Age wasn't even a factor in whether you got better or not. What mattered is whether you followed the regimen, get the animal products out, you know, manage stress. If you smoke, throw that away, lace up your sneakers, put those together. Age is irrelevant. And if you want to give this a try for yourself, uh, Dr. Barnard, I know that you, you, you say basically just give it three weeks, give it three weeks and see how you do. Anybody can give just 21 days, right? I really think so. And take maybe take a week to get ready. Um, think about the foods that you would eat. Let's say you're going to follow a completely plant-based diet, no animal products at all. Take seven days, make a list of, okay, for breakfast, I could have a bowl of oatmeal with some cinnamon and raisins, or maybe I could have a fruit smoothie, or maybe I'll have, say, um, veggie sausage, but I never tasted it. So I'm going to go to the store and find which brand I like the best. So try out the foods, see the ones that really you like, and including at the restaurants you frequent. You go to your favorite Italian place and, yep, they've got spaghetti with the marinara sauce instead of the meat sauce. See how you like it. Okay, after a week, you'll have a really good list of foods. Now give it three weeks. Do a three-week test drive. Do it all vegan all the time. You'll discover physically you are healthier. You're losing weight. If you have diabetes, your blood sugar is coming down. Your energy is better. Your digestion is better. But you also notice that your attitude about foods is changing. You don't really crave those chicken wings. You kind of forgot about that stuff because you're finding new foods, better foods, tastier foods. You're finding that you're in a body that you want to live in. And also to tell you the truth, you're finding that your friends who have already been vegan for a while and kind of wondered where you were, uh, you, you've got a, a huge team that you're now joining. So give it a try. Yeah. And a final point to this is like, okay, well, maybe now you're ready to go. You're fired up, but now you're thinking, well, like for the love of Pearl, I don't know the first thing about how to cook for a plant-based diet. I don't know how to shop if I'm going to eat this way. I don't know anything about it. I need some help. And that's where the 21 day vegan kickstart can come into play. Absolutely free app, wonderfully developed here. Uh, Dr. Barnard, I know you were involved with that. A lot of our colleagues, our other doctors, our dietitians, so many uh, wonderful nutritionists all involved in putting this together, that three week program you were just talking about that has a ton of recipes that can get you going. And it's an absolutely free app that you can get whether you have uh, iPhone, you have an Android, you can even do it online. So we're going to drop a link to that right now in the show description or in the episode notes. It's a pretty robust program. And honestly, I'm not overstating this when I say that it is one of the best free programs of any kind that I've ever seen released. It was designed really initially for doctors to give to patients. Patients wanted to get better. They wanted to get better fast. They needed some support 
every day. So the 21 day vegan kickstart gives them exactly that menus, recipes, cooking videos, everything they need in English, in Spanish, on your iPhone, on your Android. And people really do love it. Yeah. And, and my favorite thing in there is the fact that we actually take you into the grocery store and show you what to look for down the various aisles. I mean, we could not make this any easier for you. We really do hold your hand and it's completely free. So you have nothing to lose and only your health to gain just by clicking that link right now. Uh, Dr. Barnard, you have given us so much to think about as we head into this healthy new year. So I cannot thank you enough for your time today, my friend. Well, thank you, Chuck. And one last tip, grab a friend have them do it with you. And during any moment of doubt, if you're looking at the bacon in the window, you're going to say, okay, wait a minute. We're going to, we're going to steer away back into a healthier path. Grab, grab a friend, have them do it with you. Maybe your whole family will do this. It is a way to change your life and theirs too. There you go. All right, Dr. Barnard, you have a wonderful, healthy 2022, my friend. You too, Chuck. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions for a moment. Now, millions every single year will make these resolutions, but one out of every four will throw in the towel after the first week. And then that number will swell to four out of five people by the second week of February. But get this, this is really interesting. Researchers at Strava have been able to pinpoint the exact day when more people give up their resolutions than any other. January 19th. And they have coined that day, Quitter's Day. Now, God knows almost all of us have been there before. You try and you fail, but then you try again next year. And failing is frustrating, but the cool thing about it is that if you think about it, you never fall completely on your face. Because even though you may have thrown in the towel, you are still walking away a little bit wiser. You know what not to do the next time. And that will get you closer to achieving the goals that you set for yourself next year, next month, next week, or even tomorrow. And hopefully Dr. Barnard was able to raise your health IQ today, make you a little bit wiser so that if getting healthy is your goal this year, then you are going to exceed even your own expectations. Knowledge in a lot of ways is inspiration. It helps us set our goals and keeps us motivated because we know that all of the work we are putting in can pay off. And we learned a lot of the facts surrounding this today. A lot of the ways that a plant-based diet can improve your health. So why not give it a try? Forever does not have to be the goal from day one. You can make it a little bit more manageable. Just give it a try for a month or even three weeks. Anyone should be able to make that commitment. And then once that time has elapsed, you can reevaluate. Ask yourself, how are you feeling? How has your health improved? Has your blood pressure come down? Are your pants maybe fitting a little bit looser? Your shirt too? And what about your cholesterol? How is that doing? These are all measurables that you can use to track your progress. And that way, you will have your own knowledge at the end of that month or three weeks 
about how much healthier you actually are, how much you have gained by ditching meat and dairy and instead opting for a plant-based diet. Then, with that goal down, you can set a goal to keep it going. Keep it going longer. Maybe set it up for another month. Maybe go for the year. Or maybe you're ready to put a ring on it and make the lifetime commitment. And if you're still a little bit confused, you want some more help, don't forget about the 21 Day Kickstart app. That can help you along the way. And yes, there is a link to that right now in the episode notes. And also subscribing to the Exam Room Podcast would also give you a little bit of extra motivation and knowledge in your journey. So if you haven't done that yet to raise your health IQ, please go ahead and do that right now on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, wherever shows are available. And when you subscribe, please also leave a five-star rating. So this is the first episode of the new year, but we're not done yet because we are ringing in 2022 in grand fashion. Dr. Dean Ornish will be on the next episode and he and I will be talking about how you can undo all of the damage, a lot of the damage that you have been doing to your body, improving your health even after all of these years. Dr. Ornish, the legend, he will be speaking, and I also think that you're really going to enjoy what he has to say about things that go beyond just your diet. The other measures that can help make you healthy. And the four-letter word that may be perhaps more important than any other. So stay tuned for that. But for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you one more time to Dr. Neil Barnard for kicking off the new year and season five with us. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, in this new year and always, keep it plant-based.